said, you know what? Let me slide right out. <laughs> it said, now recording. Make sure your music bot is at an appropriate volume. Or what? <laughs> what so you trying loud. to get into? What you get the hands up for? What you what you trying to get into? Hey, party people! Welcome back to the Split Party Podcast. This is going to be episode twenty six A. If you haven't already, consider checking out our social medias and uh, all of our previous episodes. You can find the links to everything that you might be interested in in the Linktree link of the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That'll have our Twitter, our Instagram, um, our Discord, which you can come join and hang out with us, ask us questions, see extra content, extra artwork, join our community, talk to our other people, you know, the whole thing. And also, while we have been dropping this episode, we also just hit our one-year anniversary. And with that, we did a giveaway for a Monster Grimoire by Ghostfire Gaming for their Grim Hollow setting. We hope that our winner loves it as much as we do. And also, that might have actually been a double giveaway, but who knows? Uh, so, we're going to get into our pod for this evening, and it's going to be recap, and then our lore snip, and then, or no, sorry, lore snip, and then recap, and then right into it, player agency, and we're picking off at kind of like a, a bit of a cliffhanger, so we'll just see where that goes when we start. As he flew away, he couldn't help but wonder to himself if he had made the right choice. Would they need him? Perhaps. Would they miss him? Maybe one of them? Had he done what was best? Almost assuredly, but which is best for whom? His wings beat rhythmically as the wind rushed through his silver hair, and from them fell a feather, glimmering ivory left behind for a passerby. It matched the salty dew that pooled in the edges of his eyes. Justice was a tricky thing. Thuner, 15th of Gracos, headed north of Bonasau. As we begin, uh, and I just said the, the date, but as we begin, it is Thuner, 15th of Gracos, 301st year of Dark Reign. Right now, it's about noonish, I believe, late morning. And in our previous session, the party, now gathered again, proceeded to the Bonasau Manor to do more scouting where Ilfarin had discovered some dark things happening within the castelline complex of the Beskog Manor. Beneath the twisting halls and broken walls were cobwebs, crude tunnels, and a cavern with some form of portal where criminals and prisoners alike were being deposited by force through the portal by the, um, the Order of the Hearth. The party, now wise to this news, began to think, scheme, and of all things, harass the shopkeep that sold Amon his newest trinket. And then, after that, now done with that, Stazriel left, somewhat sickened by the acts of Rylan and Amon. And then, the party returned to the ranch where Olinda, Isaac, Fremont, and Helmine had been. Olinda being a fresh arrival. After some argument and discussion, the group, along with Olinda, made their way to the door that Stazriel had previously said he saw a woman from a few nights ago pass through, but was left with a brick wall when he had checked himself. Surely, not to the party's surprise, they encountered the same, a brick wall. On the door was a doorknob engraved with what they saw as fey letters, too small to read and too dense to make sense of. But just as they thought that they'd give up, the door opened, and from it stepped an individual, a woman wearing... Kind of commoner's clothes with an apron, a slender frame, freckles on her fair skin, dirty blonde hair, and brown eyes. She is there in front of you guys, and 
I believe it was described that, so it's you three, plus Olinda currently. As this door opened and this woman stepped out, there was kind of like uh, the brick surface behind her was sort of like shimmering or rippling as if like a water had dropped into a pond. And that's where we ended the last session. I guess uh, Rylan would uh, immediately take a, a stance, seeing as this mysterious figure would emerge from a brick wall. And I would say, who goes there? State your business. Are you the one that we were supposed to meet the other day? She immediately starts to retreat back into the wall, closing the door along with her, or starting to close the door along with her. It's possible that you guys could stop it from closing if you wanted to. Foreign, use your super speed! I'm, I'm definitely going to attempt to <laughs> grab the door. I think you're handle. like right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you grab it. Easy enough. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we, we just want to talk. Her eyes are wide. Mouth kind of like a little bit of gape as she's looking back at you, eyes darting between Ofarin and Amon, Rylon, and then Olinda, and back to Ofarin. Don't hurt me, please. We're, we're, we're not going to. We, we just we just want to talk. How did you find this? Uh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a door on a... Yes, it's a door. How did you find this? Uh, we, uh, saw it. Were you spying? Uh... Who sent you? Uh, our, our friend. Look, we were supposed to meet somebody, and, um, this is okay to say, right, uh, Rylan? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. We were supposed to meet somebody, and, um, um, we, uh, we missed the meeting. And um, we had a friend in um, in the the village, and he was keeping a lookout for us. And uh, he happened to see, uh, well, uh, somebody in a cloak, right? I think. Well, the figure constantly changed. Yes, that that was it. Yes, go into this um, doorway. I suppose you could call it. There's a meeting established for Iman Biscon. Is that who this is? She looks at Ilfarin. I kind of throw my thumbs over my shoulders and I point to Iman. No, he's right there. Her face sort of scrunches up a little bit. Him? That's right. Yes, him. Hello. All I can think of is uh, the sick new art that we have of Ilfarin. I mean, uh, Iman. Mm -hmm. That's right. Him? This one? Who Your am I talking to? brother is Fremont, then. It's, it's, this is the lady who came out of the wall. Thank you. Yes, uh, my brother is Fremont. How do you know of him? And your other brother is, um, was it Wilfred? Kind of raises his eyebrows a little bit. Um, why, uh, why do you know so much about me? Um, Wilfred has told us some about you. Us? Us, yes. Kind of... Do the rolling hand, like rolling forwards on the hand motion. Like, please go on. The whole time she's talking, her eyebrows are like kind of crumpled together. And uh, she has a almost a look of, not disgust on her face, but discomfort. Can I roll an insight as to like trying to determine the, not the reasoning, but like who the, you know, that's mainly directed at? That uh, discomfort? Or is it easy enough to see? It's it's just like on her face the whole time she's talking like to everyone. Huh. Uh would I be able to do a roll? Um the the person who was seen going into here previously was changing their form. I think if this if this individual is using some sort of spell to uh to disguise themselves, uh I can do like a check to see if I pick up on that. Yeah, go ahead. 
Perfect. Arcana. Or knowing that you have a magical background, I could swing for a, a just a perception. I'm definitely not good. I, I will, I'll do Arcana for sure. Okay. Uh, this is still advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. One okay. more day. Ooh, that is a nice. nat twenty. Nothing stands out magical to you. You don't see like the the kind of telltale slip ups or glimmers or anything like that anywhere that that would uh, indicate that she's using magic. Okay. Her jaw kind of twitches a little bit and shifts to the side, like uh, unaligned with her, um, the roof of her mouth or or her upper part of her mouth, I guess. We should not talk here. Please, by all means, lead the way. Emon, I assume that they are with you. They are. Right. I will hold the door, and you go in. I, I suppose. I uh. Swiddle my way through. Yep, I'll follow. While they're walking through, okay. So, I mean, I know, like, with casting and stuff, usually there's feats for, like, stealthily casting. Is there any way to roll, um... Is there any way I think I could cast, uh, my detect evil and good without this bitch seeing my face? You know, I've got a hood. I've got stuff I could pull up. Do I think I could make that happen, or would that be an impossibility at this point? Um, you could try. Uh, whether or not you think that she would detect it or not detect it, I think is, is up to your own judgment. Your personal human being, Jared judgment. Of course she's gonna fucking detect it. Oh, whatever, I know the bitches are fae. I, will, I walk in. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. You step in, uh, Ilfarin and Rylan also stepped in. Olinda steps in last behind you guys, and as you cross through, you find yourselves in a small wooded area. It's almost like a little camp. There are some uh, some hammocks set up around some nearby trees. And the trees kind of start maybe 15 feet or 20 feet away from where you appear and go out into the distance, getting taller and taller and taller until they are hundreds of feet tall. So all you can see around you are just these trees. And they're all kind of like pines and evergreens and, and other conifers of, of variety in shades of winter green and and like rich evergreen it's just a cornucopia really does it look uh, exactly normal for for the charnel it doesn't no uh the, the trees are way too tall it, yeah it does seem very out of place in fact so where you appear is like in the center of a circle of um tall stone slabs not all of them are really slabs some of them are just kind of massive stones that have been carved out to form weird sort of totems but most of them are slabs kind of like leaning up against some of them are some figures which i'll describe in a moment but just past those stones that's where the trees start to form and as the trees start to form near the border of those slabs that's also where the fog starts to appear and the fog gets denser and denser to the point that you can't see the the ground level uh, of the trees past the stones really very much so you have like a 30 foot diameter space that you uh that you can see clearly in, and it's where you kind of appear in the center anyways all of that to say that in these hammocks in these trees and leaning up against these slabs are many different figures some of them kind of waist height some of them about human height and some of them even taller uh, almost twice the height of a human. Some of them have animal-like lower halves and goat horns. Some of them 
uh, have tiny little uh, like dragonfly wings, some of the smaller ones. Um, and they all kind of wear leathers or bark or, or something related to plant life, greenery, vines, that sort of stuff. You even notice that on some of them, ivy is growing off of their skin. And one of the figures with the, the lower half of a goat and the horns is leaning up against one of the slabs and turns to you, his kind of goat-like eyes fixating on each of you for about 10 seconds each, one at a time. And one of the, uh, the little kind of smaller half-human size figures with the dragonfly wings just kind of like pulls at a tuft of hair on this, uh, this goat figure's waist. And then the, the goat figure kind of like leans down a little bit and the smaller figure whispers something into his ear. Even if you could hear it, it's in some sort of fey language. So, this is where we have been. Wilfrid, how much, how well do you know your brother, Amon? Anymore, not very much. Uh, previously, I knew him as a little shit who liked to hit things with a sword. Right. He's been doing much work for us. For you? Yes, there is, I'm sure as you know, a conflict going on with the Fae. A conflict which uh, I believe the Fae lost, no? Did not lose. Battles are not wars. And uh, Wilfred has decided to take up the mantle of the Feywild? More or less. He has been getting information for us, assisting us in these ways. Mm. Well, it makes more sense than him cozying up to the Duke, but why you? The Fey have never exactly uh, looked kindly upon our people. The Fey are better for your people than you think. At least much better than the Order of the Hearth and the Duke. I'm sure this is something we could at least agree on. Well, I would think just about anything would be better than the Duke, but um, I have known many a story about the Feywild, and... Most of it superstition and lies, I'm sure. Perhaps, but most superstitions and lies are built on some level of truth. Yes. Just like how a mountain could be built on top of a grain of sand, and there are thousands upon millions of grains of sand underneath the mountain. And um, would you happen to be the person who left me that note inside the pub? I would be. We were trying to contact you for some time. When you appeared not to be in the city anymore, we began to worry. Yes, um... You're not a threat to us, right? <laughs> Your brother said that you would see reason. I am sure that that he was right, right? Well, perhaps you should start showing me some reason, and perhaps then uh, we will be no threat to you, but I have yet to make that decision for myself. The reason we left was to slay someone extremely powerful and save the town. The reason we came back, similar. But uh, why don't you explain... How the Feywild is good for my people. She kind of runs her tongue along like the, the back of her teeth. Her mouth still slightly opened. Just just a, about a centimeter or so. Beneath your manor is uh, a crossing to the Fey. It was created. The Duke is trying to establish a foothold in the Fey. 
and those from the battle that survived the few days ago, they are all here. We are now trapped on this side. We cannot get back home. This is just a mere illusion, uh, a safe space, if you will. And she kind of like turns around, gesturing to all around. You see the, the sun filtering through the trees. This is not really the Fae. But what is beneath your manor is, and we would like to go home. But on the other side, there's a camp. The Duke has already established buildings and been filtering in troops to fight the war. It's unclear why exactly he wants to. No one knows. Just that he's invading us. How did you come in contact with the young Beskond? We met in the woods of the Grove Maze when he was still trying to become a, um, what do they call them, a squire for the Order of the Hearth. Many nights before they join an order, they go out and they try to prove themselves and bond with the spirits of nature, receive boons, or at least that's what he told me. And he was in the Grove Maze when myself and some of these others would just happen to be here in your plane. It's nice to escape the Fae now and then. It is not all sunshine. Out of curiosity, if you are in the f well, had contact with the Feywild in the Grove Maze, what? Why come all the way here to Bonasau? Well, when the battle started, and I had finished meeting Wilfred some weeks before, many of my people came through the Fey Crossing, came to wage battle against the Duke in an effort to attack from both sides, both inside the manor and outside of it. I wanted to help like any good, well, resident would. Well, I was near the back. I saw the fight very well from there, and I fled, as did some of these. And others that did fight retreated and were wounded. And she kind of like looks over, and there's a, a, an elf-like kind of figure, pointed ears, uh, very sort of woody, not, not tinted, but like sort of dark wood-colored skin uh, just leaning up against uh, one of the, the slabs in like a crouched position, a bandage wrapped around his leg. You can see some like some dark, dark red blood dried on, on the, the bandage. After we fled, I, I took a shape of a citizen and I tried to find Wilfred. And I did. He led me into the city and I found a place that I could turn into a refuge, and one at a time, I snuck the others in. Not all of them made it in. The guards are not stupid, and neither is the Order of the Hearth. There were times that I was the only one that came back to the refuge, and now I'm the only one that goes out. And um, the break-in at the magical shop, was that you as well? No. What? There is a shop in town where a particular magic item was stored that I planned to use to deal with the Duke. And it was stolen not too long ago by someone with significant magical prowess. No, uh, I can assure you that was not me. How unfortunate. So it would seem. And so what are you doing to achieve your goal other than bringing your refugees here to this uh, hiding spot? In truth, not very much. 
There's only so little that I can do until the rest of them are in fighting shape, so to speak. And even then, there's not much we can do without communicating and coordinating with our brethren in the Fey. But Wilfred told me that you were with a capable company. Consider them that, yes. Um, so tell me, what are you? I'm uh, your... Well, my name is Jespel, and your people call them us. She kind of like teeter-totters her head side to side a little bit. The word is changeling in your tongue. Ah, I've heard many bad things about changelings. Aren't you the type to steal babies from their beds, transform into them, and take up their lives? Like Like I said, a mountain can be built on thousands of millions of grains of sand. Sure. Okay. Do well, you really believe that? Did someone no. tell you that and you really believe that? Um, it did not seem very practical. It would seem like an extremely slow way to replace someone. But I'm sure that if one of you wanted to, you could easily kill someone and take their place. I'm sure it has happened before. Do you believe that it hasn't? I'm sure that it has. But once again, just one grain of sand. Hmm. That is how these stories are built, and um, that is how hatreds uh, form over time. But, anyway, it seems as though we have somewhat similar goals. What uh, what help can you offer us? Um, we will be doing things that seem to align with what you need for now. The others cannot help too much, but I'm sure that I can with my abilities. Glance over to Ryland. Can you do anything else besides alter your appearance? No, not very much. I can live like a normal person does. And that's about it. Consider it a gift, really. I look over my shoulders as a quick glance at uh, Olinda. What does she think of all of this? She seems focused on looking around. And she's uh, kind of mouthing words to herself. But like very subtly. Um... Barely moving her lips. I, uh... Ulfarin. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you might know of these people that we should be concerned about? Ah... Uh, what? what the, the, these people? Well, not these people. I kind of just, like, hold my hand up <laughs> to the public, but, like, the Feywild. Uh, oh. Um... Should we be concerned? I mean, uh, uh... It's... I've only really heard stories. And, uh, you know, the thing about stories is just yeah, the, the whole uh, grain of sand thing. Exactly. I cross my arms. I think I remember my mother telling me a story once about the Feywild that one should never make a deal with them. It's always a, a how do you call it, like a monkey's paw or a catch-22. There's always a caveat to whatever you do. Sounds like your mother meant to be speaking of devils and demons. Mm-hmm. Not of the Fae. Or at least not of the Summer Court. Or the Spring, I, for that matter. I, I heard a similar one where it was um, um, about Fae making promises. About how they were um, compelled to do it. Like um, bound by word. She uh, purses her lips together, kind of like shutting them for probably the first time since you guys had met her. Is that the case? If you swear you are binded by your word? We are not so different from your kind. A word is easily broken. We are not bound, but I would not call myself a liar. Carol insight. 
Uh, sure. 22. 22. Um, seem, seems genuine. Um, telling me, uh, Changeling, um, uh, the sprites or fairies that the Order of the Arthus, uh, are they enslaved or willing participants in their mission? She scratches at her neck a little bit. The fairy of the, well, the, um, the Winter Court, or Unsealy Court, those from the fall, they are tricky liars. They will whisper sweet nothings into the ears of the Order of the Hearth, and I have seen them do it myself, they already have, convincing them that what they're doing is right. Yes, but I am sure that the Summer Courts would be also more uh, straightforward. She kind of like looks to her left and then her right and then back at you, uh, on unfazed by your sarcasm probably thinking that you're speaking genuinely yes exactly <laughs> right okay so um from what i am seeing is more of that you need our help more than anything uh, is there any information that you can pass along that perhaps we don't know that might assist us in our endeavors she scratches at her hairline a little bit i've been watching them for some time now I've never seen um, the figures that are guarding the, the Beskold Manor thus present enter the facility or complex without a shield. I'm not sure if this is anything special, but just a, a piece of information that I picked up on. See, um, I, I actually had a similar uh, suspicion. Um, there was always one of them carrying a shield. And I didn't know if that shield had some sort of um, uh, significance or some sort of um, uh, magic to open something or do something. Or um, I, I'm, I'm unsure. Is there any particular reason that you didn't use your abilities to... I don't know. Sneak inside of the manor and assassinate the duke, ending your problem once and for all? I have... I have others to take care of. She gestures around to, from, like, around herself over at all the, the figures leaning up against the, the trees and the, the um, pillars. I cannot risk, I cannot risk that. W what am I meant to say when they question me and I forget my own name or I forget that I'm not scheduled to guard the, the Duke's door or that I was meant to be somewhere else that day? There is so much more to taking forms than just being that person. Fair enough. Ha, uh, on these, um, these, he gives his hand around at all the other, more, I guess, injured, right, uh, fey creatures. Mm -hmm. Is there any of these that, uh, you believe that we should help, uh, through what you can do? Perhaps one of them might be of use? I'm sorry, you, you mean what? Um, I'm talking to, uh, Rylon, my friend who... Uh, is able to uh, help people uh, through magic. I assume if they are injured, that they would need healing. She looks to your friend Rylon. I scan around, looking throughout all of the elvins, the goat people, and small whatever the hell all these people are. Yeah. Is uh, what about the? Uh, you said there was a one that was like large, right? A bigger looking humanoid creature. Mm -hmm. Centaur boy. Is it, what, yeah, can you describe no, what that one looks like? No, not a centaur. Uh, so, 
this figure, uh, he's he's wearing sort of like brass greaves um, on his legs, probably about 10 feet tall or so. And these greaves have like intricate carvings on them of, of like vines wrapping up trees. His boots are leather otherwise uh, and come up to his knees. And then above that is sort of like, like a, a skirt of leather broken into three pieces, one on the front and then two, one on each side. And then from there upward above his waist are wraps that go all the way up to his uh, like leather chest plate or breastplate, I should say, Re leather breastplate. But all of that is just barely peeking through because it's shrouded by uh, a large like red cloak. And above that, he has a very pointed brass helmet that comes up kind of like to a cone and has a single triangular slot for him to look through. And you see kind of looking back at him, if you are looking at him, his eyes are like milky white behind um, behind the helmet. And he stands there with a, a tall staff that is about as tall as he is. Do I have any idea what kind of creature this is? Do you have any sort of knowledge of the Fae uh, that would assist you? Also, shoot, I forgot to say at the beginning of the session I was going to level you guys up on your... Um, your... Advanced back, background? Advanced background, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. If you guys want to take uh, five minutes actually to do that, you can, because there might be yeah. some interactions in this session that you would benefit from having something else. So that means your dice goes from a 1d6 to a 1d8, I believe. And it's then right. you also gain one talent from your uh, advanced background. You guys got your uh, your talents? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, give me a brief rundown of the talents that you guys picked. Okay, I guess I'll go first. So my Inquisitor upgrade, so I, it allows me access to restricted sections of Sulamite libraries, which may contain weaknesses to all known supernatural entities. Mm -hmm. I get free lodging at their institutions, <laughs> and they would invest uh, me and the authority to declare people of high standings enemy of the faith. And the talent I chose was Interrogator, which making a intimidation check to extract information from an enemy who is restrained, <laughs> I can add my proficient die to the roll. Oh, gosh. Okay. Undead? I am now a count, according to my advanced background. I'm expected to uh, represent people at court summons and navigate the political landscape. Landscape. I get a holding of a county estate, which includes its resources and hirelings. I get my title as a count, granting me authority and affirming my social status <laughs> among the other individuals in my region, okay. which is strangely where we're at. Yeah. And I pick the uh, feature Court Schemer. Whenever you make a charisma deception check when conversing with aristocrats, you add your proficiency die. I, uh, I actually regret this already. Um, Amon is going to be bumped down to talent too. Sorry. We walk but, out of this. Um, <laughs> the, the Duke is here. Oh, man, it was all my fault. Please take your estate. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still below. I'm, I'm actually like this is actually accurate to where I would be at, really. In the background I'd, of your character. Yeah, because like I, mean, I would, I would be a count. Like I would be one step below the Duke, basically. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, Nezzy? Mine is uh, so I'm Popa, I'm Popa Vagabond. I hit rank three, which is Sika. Mm -hmm. The holdings for this are a lightweight tent and bedroll, and the ability to send messages across long distances through your network of contacts. It does also say, which I guess is up to you on how uh -huh. to how to enforce this, it says, for good or ill, you are recognized as you travel, much as a caravan leader or traveling merchant, which is actually phrased very weirdly, but that's how it's written in the book. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm assuming this is supposed to be like, you know, like a, as, as a caravan leader or traveling merchant would be. Yeah, probably. 
The background talent I took is Vacant Expression, which uh, means that if I am making a deception check to feign ignorance and I'm interacting with an academic, okay. an aristocrat, or the clergy, or a militarist, then I can add my profession die to the roll. Okay. That's sweet. Okay, then we resume. You were, you were looking at this tall guy, Rylon. That's right. What was the last thing that happened? After I described him, you were gonna... I was just gonna see if I could recognize what kind of creature this is. Okay. Do you have anything that would that would help you out with that kind of role? Or, I mean, I guess you have Cabal Lorekeeper. Yeah, that's the only thing I would have that would... That would, uh, that would even give you some sort of credence in this, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Make a roll then. Um... Uh, yeah, it only applies to religion. If you don't want me to roll religion, then I can roll something else. But I just won't get my proficient dice. Fine. I, I guess uh, history or like a nature. I want to say arcana, because like the Fey is something that would only really be studied by somebody in in the arcane. I feel like. Fair enough. Okay. Not too shabby, the arcane. I got a plus five. Okay. Let's see. Nine. Dang. He just looks like a tall guy to you. It's a big motherfucker. Gabriel would be proud. <laughs> True. I turn back towards the changeling and I said, Is there anyone here amongst your crew who would be more or provide some sort of advantage to our fight? Well, besides yourself? Um, well, he would. And she points to the ten foot tall guy. <laughs> well, yeah, but it would be a bit difficult to walk around with a ten foot creature throughout the city without causing a stir. He would, that's true, as it would to walk around with a satyr. And she kind of like gestures with her head towards the half-goat man, uh, as well as one of them. And she kind of like gestures her head towards the little like pixie dude over there. Yeah, I think his general question is that if there is anything that they can do, uh, perhaps as well outside of just walking around and hitting things. Um, Perhaps some of them have innate magical abilities or something that could be of use. She ponders for a moment, looking around at the other individuals in the area. Most of them are pretty much as you see them. Except she thinks on it for a moment while Prowler also reads some of these stat blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I've used a lot of these creatures before in my previous campaign. I have like a, a really... Uh, detailed kind of um, the Fey Monsters book. It's kind of similar to Monster Grimoire. Ruben's Witch Hunter's Guides to Monster. That should be the next <laughs> That Grimoire should book. be. <laughs> that would be sick, actually. Yeah, go ahead and hire us, uh, Ghostfire. We're big fans. <laughs> <laughs> when our characters become canon. Yeah, please. Um, Hold on, almost there. It's in the D section. There we go. D's nuts. Sorry. D, D, D. Um, well, we, uh, are not without some abilities, uh, amongst those that are here. She kind of looks around, and as if kind of on cue, um, expecting that, that she was being searched for, you guys see the grass, uh, next to Jespel start of, start to, to like turn into a little mound and then sort of raise up and as it raises up you see like that some of the grass has turned into hair and that a figure entirely green with like a little uh, sort of thorns poking out of her her face and uh, 
like along her skin here and there and her skin is like entirely green like i said before but she starts to like sort of come out of the ground uh as if melting out of it and it is a it is sort of like a plant person um i'm the only one that leaves but she is very capable of spying as well as um, very capable of moving from location to to location uh through trees she can't take others with her but she can move herself could be a formidable scout rylan kind of rustles his beard a bit thinking you and your people you don't seem yes you and my people you come to us or to Iman. we just happen to be here in hopes that he could help you but where in this venture are you going to help him i understand you come with skill sets but at the end of the day what benefit do you have and then once you go to the feywild then what that's it then we're home and we try to close the fey crossing from the other side does that include the uh the orders that are constantly retrieving fey creatures from the winter court she kind of quirks the brow uh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you might be safe, but that's not going to prevent other fey creatures from coming here and causing trouble, right? Well, the fey crossing in the Grove Maze is from the Seely Court. It's in the spring. There would be some battle for the Ice Queen to have to navigate troops or anything to that crossing. This area would be mostly safe, I'm sure. I guess what I'm ultimately asking is that what do we benefit from from doing your dirty work? Not that I have a problem with it, because regardless, it's going to happen. But you've come to us for help, and we're willing to lend an ear. Is there anything that you could offer us as a point of perhaps a deal or or an understanding so once this this is all said and done, we know that we're not going to get double-crossed? Well... She kind of stares at you for a moment, then looks down. We, us, don't have very much to offer. But the Fae itself does. There's much you could benefit from from the Fae. I could bring you something. I I don't know what it would be, but I could could bring you something as as a token of appreciation. I look towards Amon. The Duke is invading many of the local... Um civilizations around the crossing point that is in the bottom of your manor. He's retrieving many magical items from it. I was interested in a specific item, a a small seed, which when planted would grow a very large tree. Something that could be used as a fortress. Um, I, I cannot promise that I could get one of these, but I can maybe get something else. Or something equivalent. Sure, that could work for us. We still need to find where that seed is. Very true. The most important thing about this is that the battle between the Fey or, or the war between the Fey and, and your material plane comes to an end. I mean, it, I actually can't speak for that. It might not come to an end, but at least it's not at your doorstep. Oh, I agree. Um... Hopefully, with the Duke taken care of, um, things will head towards that direction. So then you'll help, right? I uh, point my uh, attention towards Alinda. I say, 
Alinda, do you have anything to say for all of this? I have nothing to add to this conversation. Surprise. Well, Iman, I leave this up to you. This is... This, I guess, declaration of... of alliance is... could change the political landscape of your village as a whole. I don't know exactly what will happen if we agree or disagree, but I don't feel comfortable with making that decision. I know what I could do. I could... Well, I could take forms and spread word that... I, I don't know. I, is it, It's called propaganda, is it? I could spread propaganda or... It, bolster your name in some way, help you gain the favor of the people. I suppose if you're willing to do all the things that you said that you would do, we could reach some sort of... Um, I call it a temporary ceasefire. A full truce negotiation could be negotiated in the future, but for now we should focus on what is at hand, and that is the displacement of the Duke and the returning of your people to, well, where you belong. And if you agree with me on that, then I think we can work together. But I will sign no truces. I will make no deals in that aspect. I have not talked to my people. I have not done the necessary political maneuvering I would have to to make such a move. So far now, we call it a temporary ceasefire. Mm -hmm. Does this seem reasonable? I would have expected nothing less. Great. So, you will be obtaining um, this boon and spreading propaganda. And we will continue to do our best to displace the Duke and uh, cease the violence that is happening. She nods a couple times and looks over to uh, some of the wounded and back to you. Okay, then I will start immediately. What should I say? Perhaps we should uh, discuss, uh, or at least... Uh provide a bit of insight to our escapades. Perhaps gain a favor. These people understand that, Amon, that you've had a great part in not only protecting their village, but protecting the, the whole world. Okay. I'm gonna go with... So, I know I didn't, like, constantly say that I'm doing this, but I did mention many times that I do have a journal and that I had been writing in it. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it would generally account for, like, you know, like a daily journal for, like, what had happened to me that day. Yeah. And I would, uh, it would at one point have ceased getting updated in neat penmanship because I kept running out of pens and stuff. But yeah, it would provide a general overview for a lot of what we have done. Okay. Um, and I will reach into my bag and pull that note, uh, that journal out. Okay. And um, I will hold it out to this uh, changeling. In here, you will find um, much information on the things we have done. Um, Perhaps take from it uh, with some liberty. Uh, liberty, don't uh, don't uh, obviously spread things that wouldn't go well for us. At the same time, discrediting the Duke might be good. He has been consorting with devils. He would shoot a glance back to Alinda. Um, <laughs> she rolls her eyes. Uh, <laughs> and um, among other things, as you know. Perhaps spreading this information would turn some hearts and minds. I would agree with you. As she starts to flip through the pages if you hand it off to her. I do. Um, I, I suppose then you would become a, a figure of the people. Someone that is well known for their triumphs. 
a hero in some ways. Indeed, and when I conquer the evil duke and displace him... Oh, and my... this is incorrect, though. Magic does not solve everything. <laughs> well, that is your opinion. Cheap. It does solve most things. If you say so. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess in the meantime, while you catch up on your readings, whoever is most hurt in your troop, I will tend to them. I have a lot to repent for anyways. Repent? And I just start walking amongst the Fae. And uh, whoever looks the most injured, I'm going to just start handing out cure wounds left and right. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a lot of injured uh, individuals here. One of them that might stand out to you a little bit more than the others um, is a... Uh, <laughs> is a, a toad man. Right. He has, like, you know, full leathers on and a really crude kind of, like, uh, jagged sword with a, a broken blade and he has like a a big bandage wrapped around his midsection uh, and, and then like on the bandage are plastered on kind of uh, leaves and then it looks like sap of some sort and uh, his eyes are closed sword is just like in his lap and he's just like croaking like not dying croaking but croaking yeah <laughs> like his uh uh, under, yeah, underneath his neck is like expanding with each breath. There's a bit of hesitation when Rylan approaches all of these creatures because they're all so whack in all of their own ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, whoever looks like the most injured in the, amongst the troop, like, you know, something it's not we're not talking like scratches. We're talking about like huge gashes or like if they have bandages wrapped around and one could assume that they're like, you know, there's maybe some sort of poison or even diseases involved. Anything like that. I'm going to tend to whoever seems who needs it the most first. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many of them are here or are injured. But uh, so I can start racking off some spell slots. But I will do that. Okay. I'd say uh, you probably use three spell slots. All right. I do that. You make your way around and, and working on them. And Iman, when would you say your last entry was in the journal? For my kind of like long-term planning sake with this propaganda. I want to say that like there's a big time skip from after um, after we get the wall. You know the wall? Uh, the the mirror. The mirror where we put stuff into the wall. Because mm -hmm. that's where I originally lost my pen. Uh, there'd be like a time skip. And then I know I asked other people for quills and pens at a point. So probably mm -hmm. back towards when Dark Rain ends and stuff like that would be where it picks back up again. And my last journal entry would probably be after heading, uh, like planning on heading to Matorius's castle, because I don't think we've gotten a chance to like really camp up since then, right? You guys did take a long rest uh, in Martorius's room. Oh, that's right. Yeah, then then. Okay. A lich? Um, yes, a lich. If you read in there, there's actually more than one. I, I didn't notice the first one, but the, the part that struck me about this was the killing of the lich. Yeah, it Yes, the um, destruction of Matarius. Why? Because he was attempting to use us for his own purposes. As I understand from what Wilfred explained to me, you use a currency in this city, right? I believe we use a currency pretty much everywhere. Yes, so... Uh, if you are working for someone, and they exploit your labor for coin... Would you kill them too? I'm trying to grasp this. It is quite different when someone uh, bids you enter their magic castle so that they can 
release some evil secret that they can abuse and are willing to kill us to get. Oh, he, he welcomed you in. Oh, <sighs> that is in here. It seems friendly. He, he like rolls his hand forwards like, uh, before you ask me more questions, perhaps you should read the entire entry with our interaction with that the wizard. He spits on the ground. I will get to it later. For now, I've read enough of this to get a general idea, and I will get to work. Great. Very good. And what will you do in the time being? Hmm. I haven't decided yet. I might just break into the Duke's castle and cut his head off, but we have uh, decisions to make. Seems I think drastic. Well, I mean... It wouldn't be out of favor for you, Rylan would say, from across the grove. You are right, it wouldn't. I have a seed to find first, though. Ah, yes. That is first on my docket. Well, that's not turning into a fish. Right. Anywho, he waves and turns around. See you soon. Yes, farewell. Hey, don't forget my boon. I I should show you the way out, of course. He stops realizing he doesn't know the way out. She makes her way over to like a doorknob that's just floating in the air there. She grabs onto it and twists it. You see the, the shape of this door materialize and open up as she steps through it. And you step out in, or she steps out into this uh, this alleyway. It looks kind of like once again, like you're looking through a, a pond or the surface of a pond. All the the sort of doorway that you can see through is just shimmering and rippling, like a a pond being rained on. Are you coming? Um, yeah, he would he would follow. Alinda would go next. Rylan would pat the little toad man on the head and say, "You will make for a great conversationalist. I hope to see you again." And I get up. And- <laughs> Make my way towards the door. He croaks. Uh, yeah, I will follow the guys out. Kind of give a give a little wave as uh, as I leave. A little bit. Um, I guess overwhelmed by this whole thing. The figure closes the door behind you guys. Uh, Jess Bell does, and as the door closes, she turns to each of you. Kind of does like a, a little twirl, and all of a sudden, her hair is like a dark brown. She still has the same other features, though. I will get started then. Right now. Which way are you headed? I, I think we need to talk about our next steps. Indeed. Yeah. We should return back to Fremont's. Mm. I should yes, f- we will be heading there. I should find Wilfred. Yes, do tell Wilfred I would like to speak to him if you could find a way to get away for a moment. I will do so. Great. Thank you. Jeez. Also, oh. um, do ask him to, at least, uh, if he can trust Mother, uh, give her some word of what is happening mm-hmm. okay that's it okay and she uh like w- quickly walks her way down the hallway or the, the alleyway and then takes a right you guys came from the left so i don't know if you guys go back that way or not uh sure yeah why not i mean can so- i make a quick reception check and see if, if i notice if anyone is kind of watching us sure we get advantage on these uh undead yeah gotcha 16 that's a rough advantage. True. No one stands out to you. I'm also, if uh, if it hasn't been noticed or or I haven't referenced it yet, but I am also uh, concealing my form. I figured, I yeah. A normal dude. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Gotcha. Okay. So we ought to talk about this? Yes, I think so. What exactly is the plan here? To speak about this in private? Well, we're Not just, in the uh, middle of town? Uh, we are... We're, 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 Come on. We are in an alleyway, Amon. In town. 
Yes. Where everyone is our enemy? Uh, yo. It's not like everybody's listening. The Baker is your enemy? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps he works for the Duke. You don't know. I don't know. I haven't been here in 10 years. The Baker is uh, Onira's friend, right? Yes, actually. You could trust the Baker, at the very least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they could trust the magic item shop on there, too, but uh, here we are. Look, it, it, I don't think anybody's listening, surely. Would, would you prefer us to remain in silence? And uh, it's fine if you if you do if you, if, if that's what you think is necessary. Well, I don't know, Thorin. What do you think is necessary? You are the uh, magic man here. Is there no way that people could be listening to exactly what we are saying right now? If um, well, in what context exactly? Are you saying like magically? I don't know. They could be invisible right behind you, for all you know. And look, if somebody wanted to spy on you magically. Um, it wouldn't matter where we are if they wanted to do that. They could exactly. just scry on us. A scry or uh, uh, place a sensor near us that can listen or... Or be invisible. They sit in the ethereal plane and look at us in, from within the room we're in. You know. I would think, Iman, if I may, as a wizard, that no matter where we are, we can be listened to. So why not speak here? It's fair. Uh, okay, well, um, I would like a way to find exactly what happened to the seed, as without that, we don't really have a base of operations until we take back the um, will, the manor. How long, Amon, does it take for the seed to grow? <sighs> Normally about a month, but... Um, Do we have that much time? He holds up a finger, but with Onero's help, we should be able to grow it a good deal quicker. And where exactly is Anira? She seemed a bit focused when I was there at the ranch. Valid uh, enough point. <laughs> he shrugs his shoulders. Look, I also don't think that we have many leads on this seed, right? He would uh, scratch the back of his head. Am I crazy or was there a point in time where Onira had a spell that allowed her to track certain things? Or am I making this all up? What do you mean, certain things? Like items? Yeah, like items. Like a like a locate object. Right. Um. Ah. Uh, I really wish they were here. I do not know of any spells like this personally. Uh, there's a, definitely a spell. A spell to you know you can describe. Um, uh, where is the nearest uh, key to me, and it will uh, point you in that direction. Ah yes, magic truly does solve everything. What about that book of yours? Um, um, it would probably be in there. I would just need some time to actually sit down and go through it. That's all. I haven't really caught a caught an opportunity yet. Fair enough. Well, there was the one, but um, I sort of just skimmed it. You know, the, the next time we catch some, you know, yeah, get some sleep, I can spend a few hours going through it and, and uh, pick out some things. Very well. But um, I, I uh, this did come up in the conversation. Um, that shield. So yes, Ilfarn, you were, we were discussing about the manor, right? Yes, and um, how, uh, you know, when the prisoners actually come in. I feel like Stazril mentioned that they come in once in the morning and then once at, they leave at night. But I could be mistaken. But I think they only come in once. Right. Because mm-hmm. they pull away the, the disfigured ones and whatever the, the hell goes on there, but... I know that the mm-hmm. cart comes in and out, I believe twice. Or once in, once out. What, once in, once out? Yes. One in the morning it goes in, and one at night it leaves. So uh, they, they, they take people out at night? Correct. 
or did they leave to go pick up new people? Shrugs. Um, okay, I, all I was thinking here is that um, when I was watching, I still don't know what it is about it. I just feel like the shield has some significance. And um, one of the guards, um, when I saw some patrolling, you would have one with a sword and one with a sword and shield. But I think the two that arrived both had shields. And one of them left his shield with the cart, which means that, um, well, it's right by the gate. It would be, um, I don't want to say easy to grab because one would have to be um, invisible and move quickly and silently and suddenly an object would disappear. And you'd have to dodge all the fairies. Yes, and, and the fairies who can apparently see my footprints and um, what else, the, the, the magical wall that's uh, being inscribed upon still. I don't want to say it's going to be easy, right? But um, it's right there. I had an idea. As soon as we went to the Feywild and we were introduced to Jezebel, or whatever it name, its name was, but perhaps if we are fast enough one early morning, we take the cart before it is in anywhere near the manor, and mm -hmm. our changeling friend perhaps turns into one of the guards, and maybe my or Iman could perhaps be another one because he can speak Shanol, and everyone else could be a quote-unquote prisoner as a way to kind of gain entry under the radar. See, I thought of this as well, because if we, um, if we sleep, and I have some time to prepare some things. Not not only can I go through this book, but I can prepare some new spells. I could prepare a spell that would uh, disguise all of us at the same time. Which means that we could go in there, you know, with armor and weapons and um, things of that nature. And uh, make it look like that we're, we're, we're other people entirely, or we're dressed in rags, or guard attire, or whatever it is. Well, that, that would use, uh, solve the whole problem. Well, we don't partly... Even... If, if this shield has some sort of significance to it, and we don't have one of them, then um, that's going to be a problem. Well, we'll just take it from the cart we rob. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tie up the guards there, or at a worst-case scenario, have to murder them, but hopefully not. Then we take the shield, and you'd cast your spell, and some of us will be prisoners, the others will be guards, the ones who can speak the language, and uh, we'll maneuver our way in. Okay. Easy it's, enough. It, it sounds possible. If if there's a cart that leaves at night, then we could probably follow it to wherever it's going. True. But I'm concerned about these magical wards Stazriel referenced and the ones that you saw personally. Hopefully it does, because you said something about, uh, it was like, or anti-magic or something like that, or? Um, yes. It, it was, uh, uh, what was it, uh, null and, um. That's it. Uh, uh things of that nature. My worry is that as soon as we cross the threshold, that your spell will immediately kind of, you know, worry or falter. Well, possibly, but at the same time, they, uh, like I said, it wasn't like they did anything special to open the gate. They just opened it. I guess we'll just have to prepare for anything at that point, if we're willing to take that risk. Hmm. Uh, yes, that would mean getting some sort of uh, escape plan in the works as well. Which we do not have. No, but I'm sure we could. Hey, um, Ilfarin, do you have uh, illusion magic? Some, sure. So, uh, what if uh, we were to attack um, this small group who is there um, as quickly as possible um, while casting um, some illusion to make it look like the work of the fair? 
Because mm. they would naturally blame it if they are at war with them. Mm. Could be an escape plan if need be. But we would need to kill all the witnesses, or at least take them. They would. Um, illusions are kind of... Um, how do I put this? Uh, there's levels to them, uh -huh. right? Um, and um, an illusion that that I have isn't particularly complicated or, um, you know, can, can do a, a, a huge amount. It, it can move, I can move it, um, but it's not a, a large thing. Mm. I mean, I'm talking like a like a 15 feet or something like that. So a few, maybe. Are you familiar with Major Image, Ilfarin? Um, I'm familiar with the spell, but not... Um, not I, I, Familiar is the wrong word. I know of it, can but you, not uh, know it. You, you do, okay. Well... I could sleep, and I could obtain this spell. I've used it once before, but I'll be honest with you, it didn't uh, bode well, because I, as you say, accidentally summoned the creature that shall not be named in the city of Gravenstein, but it did cause quite a distraction, for sure. That would, um... I won't definitely use it for that exact purpose. Mm. Perhaps I could do something else, like, uh... See, the, the only thing with an illusion is that it's an illusion, and an illusion of the Fae would cause a, um, a uh, reaction, and this reaction would be a violent reaction, a reaction to, um, kill those Fae members, and, um, those Fae members would not be real. They would be, um, you know, uh, an arrow would pass through them. So maybe they're dumb enough to think, um, or, or maybe they would think that the Fae are casting magic, or... Maybe they would just, uh, um, I don't know, think that something else is... I mean, I could... It doesn't even have to be the Fae. I could make an illusion of that giant undead wyvern or worm that we encountered when, alongside when, our first, when we first met. Perhaps flying in the sky, it makes it more difficult for them to attack. How far away can you cast this spell? Let me think. It's uh, usually not particularly far, is it? I think it's like 120 feet. You could perhaps do... One of the dragons from the Fae. Don't really know what they look like. I could sketch one, perhaps. It, I'm not very good at drawing. Can you do uh, some sort of small illusion, perhaps? So I just can get a, a snippet of what it looks like, so I can just cast it to make it look larger. Actually, that's a good idea. You are not as dumb as you look, small man. For the sake of <laughs> argument, I'm going to pretend I did not hear that. <laughs> what do you think? A dream dragon? A purple dragon or a storm dragon? Well, which one is more formidable? Mm, the storm dragon. Very well. It is quite gargantuan in size. The others are not as large. I would describe them as huge, perhaps. Okay, hang on. Could I... Uh, just to recap. What exactly is our objective here? <laughs> well, I mean, if we were going to create a giant storm dragon, I would assume that would uh, cause enough of a destruction to steal the shield. Well, I mean, it would be an escape plan, or perhaps uh, a way to make the gods leave their posts near the mm -hmm. estate. So, so the objective is solely to steal the shield. It's not to, you know, um, hijack a cart and get in or anything like that. Well, it, there'll be, you know, levels to the shit, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like... The initial step would be to obtain a shield, but if if the opportunity sees itself and we can take the cart and make if if all things are aligned and we're okay with this to make our way inside the manor, then we can. But if we're gonna play this, you know, piece by piece, then getting a shield shouldn't be too difficult. And 
definitely wouldn't require a dragon. Mm. It would give us more information on what exactly we are up against if we had the shield. It also uh, gives time for the uh, changeling to do their work, as well as Wilfred. There's many things happening at once, but this is a good step. I think the objective is to get the shield and get away safely, unless something changes. And, and, and what's the end objective? To displace the duke, clear out my manor, reclaim my ancestral home, and eventually become the uh, duke of this town, I suppose. Although I might pass that mantle on to someone else. And, and, and that's going to require an all-out uh, uh, war, uh, basically. Quite ambitious, Simon. He <laughs> glances at Alinda. Well, he's been trying to do this for almost ten years now. I imagine there's no sense in stopping at the finish line, right? I've killed demons and archmages. Why would I stop there? So let's um, break this down. We, we would need to... Um, Clear out everybody at your manor, all of the guards, right? That's that's one thing, and we would need to clear out all of the guards at um, the Duke's manor, and then um, any guards in town that uh, are um, have allegiance to the Duke. What about? Uh, I don't think that the normal guards and the military might be all that much of an issue, given some time. Right. But the order of the Arthur is the main issue, I would assume. Okay. And and uh, we don't really have any. It's it's more or less just us and uh, that that tall guy that we met. For now, I assume that if we were to enter the manor, go into the Fey, perhaps we could receive a actual assistance. There seems to be an actual army there. And uh, your friend, uh, the grey one, the girl, Elnira. Yes, you there are, and um, it, it, the. The one from Astoria, the witch hunter. Oh, Isaac, yes. The thing is here, we're talking in terms of, like, single people. And um, the uh, the enemy here has a, a lot of people, so we're probably well, going to need yet, a lot I of I have some level of right to what he owns. Well, sure, let's put this right. If, 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 sorry to interrupt, but if... The changeling manages to persuade the people, you know, alongside the smaller gods, perhaps, you know. Mm -hmm. The Order of the Hearth are not as amassed as the army here, or the, you know, the infantrymen, the day-to-day -day people. Those are like, in a sense, uh, paladins, for lack of a better term. They are, they are privileged uh, soldiers. Yes, there are plenty of levies in Bonasso. You know, they, they're the ones that, are, after their shift, are heading to the tavern at night and speaking to the locals. The, the Order of the Hearth could give a shit about Bonusau. It's, mm -hmm. it's the locals that we need to persuade, because if the Order of the Hearth turns their back to us, or a sword to our face, we have the people, which, I mean, if they no longer have the support of the people, they have nothing. Right, right. And, and also, and, and... I, I want to make a point of reference that... I don't think we should be tackling both the Duke and the Manor simultaneously. We should perhaps divvy up exactly what is priority. Unfortunately, I believe they are quite the same. But uh, they are in the complete opposite directions. Yes, and we, 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 would need, we would need a force to attack both of them, and that force is in the Fey, right? Right. Yes, which is in the Manor. Okay, okay. What about this? Now, so the, the Manor... T take this with a grain of salt, because uh, I'm a not a, a military leader. You know, I'm a I'm a duelist, so you know. It is um, okay. I can do that for you. What if 
we did all of this at once, right? What if um, we, uh, let's say tomorrow, not tomorrow because we're going to need some time, right? This um, propaganda and things like that, right? But but what if we manage to get hold of um, a cart, okay? And we um, we tie up the, 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 the guards, the Order of the Hearth, we get their shield, we disguise ourselves, we manage to get into the manor, and while disguised, we uh, we create this, um, well, hang on, we wouldn't even need a dragon. Okay, anyway, look, um, we get into the manor, right? We get into, into Amon's manor, and we go down into the basement, and then we go through the portal, and the Fae are in the portal, and then, um, and then the Fae will come out of the portal, and uh, we just take the manor that way. And then there's only the Duke, and um, we can probably just uh, uh, siege or something, I don't know. Like, surround him and wait until he's uh, start. Hang on, your mother's in there. <laughs> Correct. That will be an interesting conversation to have once we've all these plans have come to fruition. I mean, I would just break into his room at night and chop his head off if I didn't think that would cause more issues than it would solve. This seems mm. to be your method of, of killing that you prefer, chopping one's head off. This quite the efficient method I find with the most things. He's got the tools to do it. He'd look towards his normal hands. <laughs> wave. Linda, can I ask you a question? Yes, you may, Rylon. This fiend that you and the Duke have contacted, has it provided you both or either one of you with some sort of abstract boon? Something that we should be concerned about? No, the candlelight demons are just messengers. I have no longer a need for mine. Well, at least that is more assuring. I didn't want to go in there and potentially deal with another archdemon. Wait, why do you no longer have a need for it? He swans. I have done my communication. With whom? With the Duke, as you know. Ah, of course. I was at Ravencourt for a reason, Naemon. Yes, yes. I'm sure. And what did you get up to there? Magic. After the training. Are you still under your... Oath, I forget if we've spoken about this before. No, the whole point of the fiend relationship was that it removed right. their curse. Exactly. Right, right, right. <sighs> well, shall we enact our plan to steal the shield after visiting back home? It would be tonight, I believe. It sure. is still early day. We could get lunch, perhaps. I'm hungry. I could, I could get behind that. I could yeah. just give you a berry. You should eat it, and we should move on. I've had enough good berries at the Raven Court, Amon. If I eat another one, I will kill you. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest here, Amon. Both you and Ilfarin died yesterday. I think we could sit down for but a moment. And, and these good berries, they're so uh, overrated, you know? That. They're very bitter and, and at the same time bland. Yes. That's very satisfying. And uh, sure, I mean, you could live off of them, but living, I mean, what's the point of uh, living if you're not going to experience anything? Exactly. It's like drinking Soylent. Mm -hmm. I enjoy drinking and eating as much as the next man, but things are dangerous now. But well, sure, everything has to be so utilitarian, you know. I mean, just it's a, it's a, it's a thirty minutes an hour. Yes, hour yes, of course. Let us just go. We'll go and have a nice lunch at the, one of the restaurants. We'll see how it. Uh, we'll see how we fare. What do you say, um, Imon? To a bit, a bit more. Uh, Ilfarin to a bit of uh, gambling, eh? Uh, f say, 
20 gold pieces says that uh, something bad happens because of this. You think something bad is good? Uh, 20 gold pieces. If you... What do you consider as bad? Would your stomach being upset be considered bad? Well, I won't be eating today anyway. Thank you, sister. Why not? I'm not feeling very hungry. Is there black ichor on the floor? Uh, be like, I guess a stain on his vest. Yeah, he doesn't uh, eat much. Does Does Olinda know about what's going on with you? I don't think we've ever really discussed. I do believe she has seen me. Has she? I don't. He swims. Last time I was here, we discussed it. I thought so. Well, Iman, you haven't eaten in like since I met you, so perhaps you should take a moment. That is not true. I get my good berries in whenever I can. And where do you get your good berries? From my... Ah! I'm thinking of the wrong character. I don't, have, I don't get good berries. <laughs> uh, I just eat where I can. Um, when I can. Well, Onera was giving us good berries. Oh, yeah, that's right. I get them from Onera. I could have sworn I was eating good berries on this character. I was so confused. I was like, oh my god, am I getting at least confused? I know I didn't. Well, Onera is a bit indisposed, so we have no good berries. God. Onera is just the worst. She's sleeping on the job. Okay. Uh, fuck it. Let's go get lunch. Is it exhausting for you to not eat so often? Yes, I am often exhausted in recovering the next day. You know what, Amon? You're not you when you're when you're hungry. Yes, well, at least we haven't traveled somewhere with some extreme conditions where I would consistently be getting very tired because I would likely die very quickly. Well, we have multiple times, actually. Yes, but thankfully I'm, I do quite well in the gold and the lightning and the acid. And the poison. And the disease. Uh. Anywho, we shall go to the local. Thank God. There's a um, a tavern by the square that we could go to? Sure. Very well. It's the same one that you guys were at last time when uh, Amon brought his own table. Damn right. He levitated it across the Yeah. It probably Not takes good. like a, like a five, six minute brisk walk to get there or like a ten minute relaxed walk to get there. You guys pick... Brisk. I'm, well, I'm leading the pack. Briskly. Yeah, Amon, I guess he's forcing us to be brisk, isn't he? We are trying to relax, Simon. Why are you walking so fast? He can't help it. Places to be. He's a fast man. Places to be we have all day. You heard that, that Rylon can't even cast a spell until he sleeps. And yet I have not visited our home since we have left. And uh, it has been a far amount of time. There could be a party there right now searching for Elamin, but we are going to grab a lunch. Have you no trust in your friends? I have trust in my friends, however I also have trust in magic and things of the like that could quite easily find Elamin if need be. Am I wrong in that? And your friend Onira, she has magic, does she not? Yes, but she's sleeping right now. Mm. I guess... It's a couple more minutes. You guys arrive at the tavern. It's uh, it's like almost noon now, so people are all having lunch, and it's pretty busy there actually. Um, it's probably like a, a ten minute wait to get a table. Wow, bopping. Yeah, truly. There's even like a a guy here playing a lute. Shit's bussin'. Is it good? Uh, let's roll a one d twenty. We'll find out. He's decent. He's mediocre. All right. If we ever get a chance to get near him, I'll toss him a copper piece. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I would say that he's probably like right next to the door as well you're, where you're waiting. 
All right. Yeah. So I'll just drop one in his hat or whatever the hell he's using to collect funds. He gives you a nod. You notice that he has different colored eyes. One is blue and one is green. And he gives you a, a, a warm smile. His skin is fair. He has kind of like one of the, the hats that Amon wears. Uh, and like a, a feather sticking out the back of it. And some like just kind of bland uh, everyday commoner trousers. Very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your table is ready. Oh, perfect. Please lead the way. There's a, a man. He's about Rylon height. Pretty <laughs> average. Manlet. Got it. <laughs> Pretty average. Um, <laughs> Danny man. <laughs> uh, he's about average commoner kind of status and, and leads you guys to... Uh, I'm going to let you guys pick. Does he lead you to a booth or does he lead you to a table in the, the middle of the room? Booth. Give us, give us, give us a booth in, in the cut. Okay. Leads you guys to a booth in the cut. And uh, I will take the far back position of the booth back as far against everyone else as possible against the wall okay you look a bit nervous Rylon are you nervous not nervous but I don't want to I just took a note from someone I knew in the past and I just want to make sure I have all eyes on entrances and exits Amon would clearly look nervous but I also wanted to see something in private okay um, do you mind if I sit next to you? As long as you're comfortable with sitting next to a short king. I see that I struck a nerve with you. You did, you did. It hurt my feelings, and you should know that. I do not actually think that you are short. How, how tall is Rylan? He's like 5'10. You are actually like a normal height. You are a few inches taller than me. Well, you're the one that called me short. It was just a joke. Right. I kind of squeeze in the booth. <laughs> I'm quite thick with my armor, of course. True, true. Belinda squeezes in next to you. There's plenty of room for, like, all four of you. Like, it, it doesn't need to be, like, a cram or anything like that. So she kind of, like, sits uh, at, a, at a moderate distance from you, allowing right. room for the others. I am, as soon as I sit down, I'm immediately, and I'm going to sort of perceive to make sure that, you know, if there's no one scrying on me by chance. Okay. High DC, but I will allow it. Fine. I'll give myself some guidance. And uh, what would it, what would you want it? Like a perception, or like is it like a maybe like a flat wisdom? Maybe I don't know. I will give you a perception, uh, but rather than with an advantage, uh, since you guys kind of have like that energy from the other side, I'm just gonna give you a flat plus five. Okay. Um, perception, right? You said. Yeah. So that's twenty four plus four, so twenty eight doesn't appear you're being scried on all right i uh shimmy into the corner as best i can looking like a second grader with something to hide and uh <laughs> i pull out the little piece of paper that stasriel wrote and mm -hmm. i'm going to read it okay i have it written down here somewhere last thing i would want is for uh is for iris to purpose <laughs> to be scrying on me and seeing my business yeah that would be crazy actually uh i don't recall that she was though she was we were in uh, Martorius's castle. Yeah, I do remember that, but I don't mean like present. I mean, you guys are like days ahead of them anyway. I so. know. Better be safe than sorry. Oh, but that means that like a few episodes from now on their side that he could scry and see that. It's true. Ooh. Okay, but I wouldn't make it during this moment because you already passed a 28 on, this, on the perception. Or that she would fail. Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. We'll see. That's the challenge of, uh, of DMing for two two parties. That's a question that, uh, that I've gotten a few times here and there in DMs, like how I manage it for anyone listening. It, it takes a lot of balancing. I have to consider very strongly when things are happening on both sides and um, and kind of like how they line up and make sure that I'm keeping track very closely of date and time uh, and remembering what's happening on each of those days and times. That's why I keep track of days and times. That's why I made the calendar to begin with is uh, for this purpose kind of. But um, anyways, this letter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM it to you. Okay. And you can choose to make it public or not. Just looking around the room. So do they, uh, I, I can't remember, do they come around with a menu or didn't we go up last time? Their menu's already there. Sorry. Oh, okay. They have the QR code you have to scan. And <laughs> uh. Um, you had a menu, right, bro? I think you put that somewhere. I can, uh, I can provide you guys the same menu. It's, yeah, it's sure. for the menu for Fellow Heart, but I love to use it. So the more opportunity I can get, the better. I'll get it in just one second. I just want to DM this really quickly to, to Jimmy. Actually, uh, Nezzy, if you go into uh, the Split Party Discord and you go to Art and Creation, it's the first pin message. Nice. Okay. You can check it there. And then we had it somewhere. I think that I will have something simple myself. Something simple? Yes. I'm thinking bat steak imported from the east and um, bread, butter and oil as a delicacy mm-hmm. with bitter berry pie as a dessert probably and this is uh, simple to you? yes and I'm thinking maybe even with some bitter juice to drink or maybe just water I are you much of a drinker, Ivarin, of ales, meads, of imported uh, wine? No, not not really. I'm kind of uh, lightweight. Have you had Hugo Grandvas? Um, hmm. I think there was a point where we uh, uh there was a bottle and we we, we all had some. I can't remember. We had, had drank it before, I believe. I, I think I might have tried it. My favorite drink, as I have drink very much at the Raven Court from all over. We have imports there as well. Winter tooth. It is um, a spirit imported from the north. Uh, from Summerhelm, specifically. Mm-hmm. I recommend I, I, it I, if you are in the search of something strong. No. No. I Like I said, lightweight. So I tend to avoid it. Right, but I, are we not relaxing today? Well, Are we not enjoying the rest of our day? Sure, but 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 but, but there's um, for me there's relaxing, and then there's um, keeping my mind, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, focused and um, and uh, clear. Hmm. I still want to have my wits about me, right? I, I I'm not um, uh, sure. I want to relax, but I want my wits about me uh, in the situation. I don't know what's going to happen, and if I have um. Uh, you know, a, a tankard or something, or, or even half a tankard, I'm probably uh, I'm going to be uh, rather affected by it. Right. A few sips, maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe we can split something. Uh, okay, sure. You are the easiest to get along with here, after all. Is, uh, is that a good thing? It is. I think that you and I, we can learn a thing or two from each other about magic. Uh, probably. Yes. You've uh, studied where? Uh, at um, Olmir's Gate. At Olmir's Gate? Mm. 
How old are you, Ilfarin? Um, I'm, uh, uh, it's difficult to say. In terms of the years, um, 235. But, um, I skipped a lot of that. Well, you don't look a day over 200. Well, that's, um, that's what I'm talking about with the, the, the skipping. She chuckles a little bit. All right, so maybe we split, um, she's looking over the menu. Uh, we, we could make a toast to relaxation with Aurelian gold. Okay, sure. Order a single glass, have it split in two, and a, a small drink. Sure, that, that, that sounds fine to me. Rallon, Emon, perhaps join us in this toast? Um, I'm not feeling very thirsty. Uh, mm. I will toast uh, nothing. He raises his hand as if to toast an invisible glass. I will get you an empty glass then. Gods. Is it because you'll, um, you'll like puke it up? It's because I just don't feel like I want to eat it uh, or drink it. Uh, but yes, I would likely puke it out much later. It's more <sighs> of a random thing. And Rylon? Rylon would, uh, his uh, face from reading the letter would go from inquisitive to almost a saddened expression as he quietly folds the piece of paper and tucks it back into his pocket. With a small sigh, he would say, Yeah, why not? Okay, then. And what are you thinking about eating, uh, Ilfarin and Rylon? Uh, I don't even need to ask you, Emon. No, you don't, unfortunately. Um, bat steak, probably. Some uh, what? Some bat steak. Ah, yes, bat steak. How do you like yours? Uh, rare. Rare. I like mine well done. Ugh. Everyone's appointed their own opinion, I suppose. That is true. She cracks kind of like a an actual smile. But, uh, Mon, you're going to have to spot me. I believe I gave you all my cash before you were recently loaded again. I sure. can cover the meal and the drinks. I don't mind. I have coin. Roland kind of squints his eyes at her. As she's now all of a sudden being abnormally nice. But, doesn't matter. He... Gives her a, a half-assed smile and he says, well, thank you. Are you interested at all in Aether blood? In what now? It's um, a, a kind of like a condiment, a, um, a small drizzle to put on your food. Sure, why not? Ilfarn, what are you getting? Aether blood is rather... Are you, are you sure about this? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, it's kind of expensive. It is, but it is very nice. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'll um, I'll take the um, uh, the 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 the, the plum prawn, and um, hmm. It's like uh, I have an actual menu. <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, you're 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 actually you're okay with paying, right? I don't want to. Um, I don't mind at all. We do not get paid at the Raven Court, of course, because we are students. But we often take leave to shore to use our traits uh, and our magical abilities to help the people uh, along the bordering towns and shanties. They pay us well. Okay. Um, I'll take um, some spider eggs and then um, I'll just um, split that um, Aurelian gold with you. Excellent. The uh, waiter comes along. I'm going to shorthand. The, the orders are put down. Um, as we already described what, what each character is going to be getting. 
and he kind of steps off. It's maybe a matter of a minute later before he brings the drinks, and then it would be another, you know, 10 minutes before the food comes out, but, um... Is there anything that anyone does during that time? So how was the letter? I don't know yet. Could be good, could be bad. I guess it all is subjective to uh, the state of the world and the power balance of all things. Well, that was vague. That was very vague. Well, you know how Stats real is, right? He's... Traumatic, annoying, over-the-top, I'm not going Preachy. to agree or disagree. No, I, because... I, we don't have the tool behind the guy's back. Yeah. I'd say that right to his face. That's true, but... <laughs> regardless, as much as uh, I devoted my life to Solima in the pursuit of justice, Stasriel has spent his pursuing knowledge. Well, he... He is... He has conveyed that knowledge. Everything that he knows has been reported back to Zabriel about anything he's seen about us. So, don't really know what that means, but he, for lack of a better term, has been narking on us the whole time. Well, it's not like we have anything to really hide, is it? Well, that depends. We did kill an archdemon, which may or may not have steamrolled a struggle for power for all avenues, which also led to the death of a Aphelion, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. So, we could have been a catalyst to many things, O'Farron. We could uh, be... Uh, that we, can't really be blamed on us, though. Oh, no, but it, it could. It, we've... <laughs> I've met plenty of zealots in my day, O'Farron, and they will believe anything as long as the, someone tells them it's right. Right, but that, that whole line of logic is very, um... You know, it's like that whole thing where you, uh... You kill a butterfly and then, like, the world ends or something. Well, Stasriel did tell me the reason why he was here was to investigate my arrival to Etheris, as traumatic and dramatic as it is, but Stasriel was appointed by Zabriel to essentially follow me and provide any information on what I am and or whoever we were, you know, you know including Gabriel, Reuben, uh, Halifax, all of that. And since the day I've met him, he's been reporting back to Stazeril for what I don't know. I know that Zabriel is the arch-seraph of knowledge and truth and all of that garbage. As someone controls knowledge, knowledge is power, Infar, and if anyone who knows that, it should be you. If you just have a smidge of truth just altered a bit, it could could change perception on a massive scale. Isn't the point not to alter it? Uh, depends on if uh, your life is threatened, right? Uh, clearly the arch-seraphs and arch-demons aren't as immortal as life and most people are willing to believe. Now that we know it, well, we are a threat. Right. See, I always, um, I always thought that Zabriel was the kind that um, was like, um, well, especially, yeah, Zabriel doesn't talk, right? It's, uh, no, that's Solima. That's Solima. Zabriel is more than willing to speak. So, the the the, the information flows out as well. I would imagine that all of the uh, I don't think that they work as some sort of hive mind, as I've alluded to. But uh, I think Stasriel, uh, as long as he gives his knowledge to Zabriel, she spreads it about. So, mm -hmm. so I'm assuming the other arch seraphs or other seraphs. Uh, that my, uh, might be in contact with her. 
I think we're fine. I think that we've done more than enough good things. Like I said, I don't think this was good or bad. I don't know yet. I'm just making assumptions. Mm -hmm. I just know that times are a bit dire. At least more so after the death of the two archers. Things are... I think things are going to spice up. That's all. Mm -hmm. Our problems here in Bonasau, well, as big as they might be, uh, I feel like once we leave this place, it is going to get more difficult from there. I might have a target on my back everywhere we go, whether it be Zabriel or not. Yes, I, I'd have thought that we'd probably have a target anyway. Yeah. We, we did kill an archdemon. And, uh, exactly. You're not going to catch me uh, complaining about having to kill any more archdemons or, or whatever, whatever they're called, the fucking seraphs. And here is your food. Sorry to interrupt. A bed steak, well done. A bed steak rare. A plum prawn. That's me, yes. Some bread, butter, and oil. Spider eggs. Uh, a well of aether blood. Um, a bitterberry pie. Uh, he continues on. A an empty glass for you, sir. He hands it to Amon. Uh, or slides it over to Amon. Thank you. Is there any of this poisoned? One glass of Aurelian gold split to two for both of you. And one extra glass of Aurelian gold for you, sir. And he hands uh, the last glass of Aurelian gold to... Um, it's, it's really a flute because it's like champagne. So to Rylan. Takes it. And uh, that is it. Could I get you anything else while I'm here? Um, is any of this food poisoned, by the way? <laughs> no, of course not. Why would, why would it be? He shrugs. You never know. It's good yeah, to I ask. Suppose, I suppose that you never can, sir. He's uh, he's joking, obviously. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, just shout my name if you need anything. It is um, Belfried. Belfried, sure. Th thank you. Uh, Belfried. Belfried. Yes. Sorry, sir. No, it's it's my uh, the accent, the language. I'm not so good. So um, while he's uh, arguing, Amon takes a fork and like a knife, and actually like leans around and starts like taking a bite out of everyone's food while that argument's going on, as he was clearly not joking. And uh, he's going, you, know, you know, he's testing for poison. A little paranoid right now. <laughs> oh my god. Sir, uh, so would you like me to get you some food? Uh, no, I'm. <laughs> quite all right thank you okay he gives you a bit of a, a weird look for a moment and then turns around kind of rather sharply with erect posture and makes his way away the small well of aether blood just to describe it is uh, like sort of a purplish syrup that is all is it szechuan sauce no it's like a amethyst colored syrup he what takes a sip out of that too. what does it taste like is it like honey uh, mustard or is it I like i don't know do you do you Frizzle it on the bat, or do you drink it, or what do you do with it, or do you just avoid using it entirely? I'm a dipper, so I dip it. My my cut a piece of steak and I dip it in. Right on. Mm. It, for now, perhaps um, I'm trying to be inconspicuous. I think you should save that. I slowly lift the piece of steak out of the aether blood. Okay. You know what aether blood does, don't you? Rylon, a small drool comes out of his mouth as he tries to remember what it does. I think we've had it once before, right? 
Ilfan, do you know? Uh, somebody had Madness of Morencia when you uh, guys were in Shallowheart, and that has Aether Blood on it. I don't think I... I don't... I can't imagine I would know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Depends where this is from. Depends how uh, prevalent it is and, like, food in general. I think that you being um, an individual who had studied at the uh, at the Olmir's Gate uh, would probably know that... And I'll just read the blurb. Aether Blood is... It is classified as a potion rare. The most extravagant rumors claim that blood that it's the blood of a unicorn or sorry that the blood of a unicorn is required to make this purple substance available in liquid form only whether these mystical creatures exist or not there's no question that aether blood is highly magical in nature glowing in the dark it is said to significantly improve the magical attunement of the body hence its popularity amongst spellcasters it allows users to cast spells faster and detect magical manifestations more easily among other things However, even the most experienced spellcasters can't bear the exhausting effects of this attunement on the body, which suffers significant premature aging from prolonged usage. Many spellcasters carry a small reserve of Aether Blood for the most dire situations. After consuming Aether Blood, when a creature uses a spell slot, it counts as one spell slot or spell level higher when determining the level of the spell that it was cast at. If the spell has no additional effects when cast at a higher spell, the Aether Blood has no effect. This effect lasts for one hour. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Um, Alright then, in response to the question, maybe um, pour it elsewhere and save it. I, 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 well, you've already dipped it now, so it's, it's, you know, we can't exactly put that back. Well, I can't put it back, but I can leave it and I kind of just scrape it on the side of my plate. <laughs> Just eat that bite. Tell me how it tastes. Yes, just just eat it because we're not going to, you know, if if, if something happened, if something terrible happened, I don't think that uh, any of us are going to be reaching for um for for a morsel of steak. <laughs> As Amon is eating my steak. Do you explain what the a I, I take a bite of everything for sure and drink everything. I don't really like. You know, I kind of chew it. You know, I swallow it, but it looks very pained. Benefit at all from it. Speaking of which, is Aether Blood a food or is it like a magical substance? It's like a syrup. So is it like a food or is it like a magical substance? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's both. Would, would you define well, it as a, food? It's a magical substance, but in in uh, in Etheris, I imagine that it is not only like a potion, but kind of like that's why it costs so much on this menu sure. um, because it's like a very useful and very rare kind of thing, but. Probably aristocrats and nobles like take to using it on their foods from time to time, just like how you know uh, the the lichen, uh, what is it, full moon extract is like essentially cocaine. Um, so, I want some of that. And then there's dream leaves. There, there's you know different uh, like substances coke. of of etheris. But so what I'm really asking is mechanically, can I consume it if I can't consume if I can't benefit from food? I would say. So it's classified as a potion, so probably you can use it, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, eventually I'm gonna try to like wave the waiter down. How much was it again? Um, five. Wait, ooh, uh, five platinum pieces. I'm gonna wave him down. Uh, definitely. Actually, wait. I'm sorry. Did you explain what it does, by the way, out loud? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Then yeah, I'd buy well, two. Well, I mean, not out loud. Like oh. I just said that. I said to save it, basically. I don't know. Like you, you're saying you tried this. How much of it did you try? Uh, like a sip. You picked up like the 
whatever it's in and you sip in the bowl. It. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know what it was at all. I would have like just a little like, reservoir, like yeah. how you get a little syrup reservoir, you know? Yeah, I would have like okay. picked that up. And, or like, like a little soy sauce reservoir. Yeah, I would have meant okay. a little bit of a... <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming that while like like Rylan dips this piece of piece of uh, batwing steak into it, right? And then um, Olinda is like, yeah, you might not want to do that. And while saying you might not want to do that, Imon is picking up the bowl and is sitting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Just to, just to clarify yeah, the... Yeah, the, nice. The, how this went in, in my head. Thank you for okay. painting that, Nuzzy. Okay. And then, yeah, so he slowly lowers it. I mean, can I just... What does it do? It's um for magic users, primarily. Yeah. Um, does it, like, uh, make you better at casting magic? It it makes one's body um, better attuned to their natural magical abilities. <laughs> I would say not so much uh, makes you better at casting, but makes you a better um, conduit. Yes, that's a good word for it in Ilfarn. Oh, he raises his hand to try to like call down the wood. Right on to be kind of tapping his feet you know, on the subject. Of the waiter is... Oh, sorry. sorry waiter is what? The waiter is um, busy with table yes. to table, waving him down. We'll do nothing. You'll have to call his name. Oh, I'm not waving him down. Unless someone else was. Imam is. <sighs> yeah, I will. What's his name? Bel uh, Belford? Belfried? Belfried? I wouldn't have remembered that. I'm going to call him Belfried. Uh, belly forward. Uh, uh? Snaps his fingers. Oh, uh, yes, sir. He, he comes over, uh, like, after he just left the table, you, you flag him down. He comes over. It, what may I do for you, sir? Um, can I get uh, two more servings of the Aether blood and a uh, bat steak? Uh, medium rare, please. Uh, yes, of course. It'll be a few minutes. Uh, apologies for the wait. Fine. Medium rare. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some more. Okay. I might be able to make use of that as well. I mean, it's more so for... I mean, I suppose you have some... He raises eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I still count in some way. Sure. Right, well, enough about Damon and his food. A toast. Too relaxing for the day. <sighs> uh, yes. Relaxing for the next 30 yes. minutes. To, to relaxing for the day. Right on. Yeah. It toast with this. He raises up his glass. There's some clinks. And uh, Olinda drinks her half of the flute. Yeah, I'll take like a like a sip of the flute. He'd put his empty glass back down on the table. He downs that shit. Rylan just chugs that bitch up. Okay. But Ilfarin, as I was saying, the Zabriel has been known to host certain individuals who are willing to do whatever it takes in the name of truth. You know, you know, bringing down regimes or counter spies, anything like that. So, right. we could be considered an oppressive regime just saying we are, lack of a better term, a vigilantes. We go about handling business whatever we feel like is right. Doesn't mean it is right. I uh, take a few more sips from the flute while Rylan is talking. All right. I'm saying is that while I trust Stasriel. I just don't trust those he might surround himself with. Well, it's the truth, right? Truth is the truth. But exactly. But it's and, uh, you it can't, could be uh, subjective. No, that's uh, the truth. Is just what 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 what, what happens. The truth is, like you said, it is. But it could mean a good thing for me, but bad for someone else. I I think we'll be fine. I think that you know uh, you you saved his life. Um, <laughs> And uh, 
uh, we, we, we killed an archdemon and did uh, a whole bunch of, of other stuff. Yeah, we did. I was, I guess, used to hoping that uh, the good outweighs the bad. Well, or, or just, the, just the truth, really. Mm. Not good or bad. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Rylan raises so his glass can, again. <laughs> he can take uh, he can take what we did, and he can he can tell um, uh, what's what's his name? Zabriel, um, her name. Zabriel, yes. and um, I think we'll be just fine. I hope so, Wilfarn. I hope so. Zabriel can tell whoever she wants to tell. So. Oh well. Enough of being a a, a draw. I'm sorry. We need to just get that off the chest. As the food comes back for. Iman, the the doors open up and in come uh, two members of the Order of the Hearth. They, uh, they speak to the uh, the greeter, and the greeter leads them over to a table. One of them is sitting kind of with their back to you guys uh, at one of the tables in the middle of the room, and one of them is sitting sort of at like a 90 degree angle facing from you guys. Like So he's not looking directly at you guys. Uh, from where he's sitting, but if you were to look 90 degrees to his left, he would see you guys. Just for your understanding of kind of the situation. Plenty of other tables here still that are very well packed, and, and there's a lot of talking and commotion, so it's not like anything that you guys say could be audible over any of it. Uh, and there are no visible signs of any pixies with these two. Perfect. Wow. Uh, they didn't even have to wait. I guess that's part of being in the Order of the Earth. I, I guess so. Are they loved here, Eamon? I've been in town just about as long as you, Olinda, and would know about the same. From from what I've seen of them, they're just they're just assholes. So um, I think it's probably more of a fear thing, right? When you guys uh, originally came here, nearing the end of Dark Rain, they were greeted back in the city with like flowers and stuff like that, like thrown from the windows as they had just defeated the Fae and fended them off and drove them back. So that's probably like your only real interaction that you guys have seen with them in the public. I don't think uh, Gabriel ever mentioned the Order of the Heart, so I don't really know too much about them. So, Yeah, he wasn't from Bonasau, he was from, uh, uh, where was it? He was from Kemal. Right, but the Order of the Hearth, are they just Bonasau paladins, yes. or are they kind of like a whole kind of like a mercenary band almost? No, they're kind of like confined to Bonasau. Like there are plenty of different orders. There are dozens of them, and each of them have their own kind of role. Where some of them might be specific to protecting the Grove Maze, some of them might be specific to uh, to patrolling inside the Grove Maze, some of them might be specific to like walking the routes between Bonasau and Tol Cairdwell. Uh, you know, tons of different things. One could be assigned to defending the Mist Temple. I'm not sure. Just really whatever kind of location but they're all like different sects right they have their own little yeah. names and stuff okay yeah their own colors their own names so. gotcha well well your food is here Amon, with uh with two wells of aether blood <laughs> oh you can eat all of a sudden now that there's more of like uh, a cover as uh Linda was trying to you know, be obscure about it oh then um among uh, your bat steak could go to uh, rylon perhaps Sure. I think he can manage to eat too. I've never seen Rylon deny a meal. How about we bring it back for your sister? I'm sure she's tired of eating cobwebs. Uh, that's, or a, that's a good idea. Whatever's in Fremont's cellar. Fair point, fair point. That is a good idea. Maybe we should bring something back for the others too. Something to go. That's, a, that's another good idea. I feel bad for Isaac, not going to lie. 
It, what kind of food does he like? I'm sure he'd be okay with anything. Hmm. And as a man well, who's lived off the land probably longer than any one of us here. Well, then, knowing uh, our bratty little sister, I would think that she might not be too keen on the bed steak, and maybe Isaac could eat this then. And instead, we could get... Uh, we could get Elmin some spider eggs or uh, actually quail quail eggs with probably some crimson striped eel sure it's on your check and for Fremont um, El Gumi Flyer with uh, some bread butter and oil or no a brick of cheese mmm yes a brick of cheese <laughs> she places the order uh, I would add on uh, like I don't know, three bottles of high-quality wine. We've been drinking through his fucking stores for sure. Which uh, which wine? Yeah, they have Hugo Grand Voss. They do. They have uh, bottles of Hugo Grand Voss. They have bottles of More Lament. And then they have the Champagne Aurelian Gold. Uh, All right, we're going to get a variety pack of those three. One of <laughs> Spirits. Spirits Winter Tooth and then Red Tongue Whiskey from uh, Nova the, the Summer Shanty Pack, please. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Add one of each of all of those things. Where I'm building my own six-pack. Okay. <laughs> I owe I owe Fremont for putting up with Helmine for the past fucking day for sure. It's gonna be awful. Yeah. She's just down in the, the fucking tunnel. Jeez. Fremont, let me out. Where is Emon with my chocolate cake? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh the order's placed and Probably about the time that you guys are done eating, everything would come back out. Yeah, we'll ask for doggy bags for those. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> doggy bags. Uh, yeah, they get they get packaged up. Well, it was nice. It was it was nice actually. Yes. Now we just have to spend the rest of the day like this, and maybe you know. Yes, we can relax at the the ranch then. Mm. What is there to do at Fremont's house, Emon? Drink. You could drink. drink you wine. could uh, you could go ride the horses. Um, you could sit in a dank cellar. Mm. Dank cellars and horses. It sounds like a good day. They are rather nice horses. I know, I remember them well. I remember the time that you got kicked by one. That explains a lot. It, um, it was a spirited one for sure. Yes, r right in the head. I don't quite recall. Well, it makes sense you were kicked in the head. Right. So glad to have you back home. Yes. Uh, anyways, let's go then. Mm. You think he? You think he has any, any games or anything like that? Anything we can just pass the time with for? for no, the... they don't have any games here. I already tried. What? Not well, like a, like a, like a, ah, like a, uh, what's it called? Cards or anything? We could perhaps dig a couple holes and toss, I don't know, sacks of potatoes back and forth. Oh, I was thinking more like um, board games and, and uh, games with dice. And um, I'm sure we could find something. Like uh, dragon chess or something. Yes, we will look then. She uh, ushers, or kind of like uh, signals with uh, both hands, sort of shooing Imon out so that she can get through. Yeah, he would uh, pocket his uh, sauces and uh, dip the fuck out. Uh, as we're leaving, Rylan would kind of give a quick glance at the Order of the Hearth. I see what they're what they're looking at are they just kind of chilling or are they yeah, scouting they're just, <laughs> just kind of chilling they're um they're sitting there 
and one of them has a menu in front of him and the other one is uh just kind of like drinking a light ale that he ordered and uh yeah they're just kind of talking and they don't seem to look at you guys or pay you any mind cool then i quickly avert my gaze and follow everyone else out okay it's i guess uh i mean it's a sunny day the streets are busy as it's past noon now and you guys start walking your way back to the Bescon Ranch. It yeah. is, let's see, probably about a 10, 15 minute walk. Uh, do you guys go to brisk pace or relaxed pace? I will lead with a relaxed pace. Um, <laughs> I will be one, I will pull my head up and I cover myself a fair amount as we're traveling. Um, before we leave town, I would like to roll like a perception check. And I'm also going to cast uh Check the evil and good, just in case there's any sneaky, invisible, you know, fae, like fairies following us and all that. Okay. So I'm going to do both those things before we leave and try to hide my hideous appearance if you want a stealth check. I'm doing it at a time where, you know, someone won't be staring at me. I won't make you do a stealth check. Cool. I will simply roll a 1d20. <laughs> Nobody seems to notice you. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, looking around, nothing stands out of the ordinary. Uh, there are a lot of people wearing, like women wearing dresses, men wearing kind of like uh, sunny weather clothes, like some some shorts or rolled up trousers and and like vests over their tunics and stuff like that. Very, very uh, Charnal stuff. And then you're looking around, everything seems normal and uh, detecting evil and good, nothing seems to stand out. Probably in the clear. Cool, I would keep detect evil and get up while we're walking for a bit then eventually cancel it because I'll try to force myself to return to normal. Forgot to mention that I'm still corrupted. Oh yes, true. So negative one to everything. negative one to every roll I made today, which I don't think meant much because I either rolled really high or really low. So true. Yes, that's true. But that is good to note moving forward. And when do you drop one of those again? It's a uh, short rest. Short rest, long rest, or if I prayed for at least an hour. I would honestly say that you got a short rest during lunch just then. You guys were probably there for like, I know it didn't feel like it, but probably there for like an hour. Okay. I will remove the corruption point. I would give you all a short rest, actually. Yeah, fuck praying. Who needs to pray? You can eat bat steak. True. All right, I guess we make our way back to the Bescon Ranch. That we do. Back at the Bescon Ranch, when you guys do arrive there, uh, as it's a relaxed pace that you set, so 15-minute walk, um, you find that uh, things are pretty quiet there. Perhaps too quiet. Guess we make our way inside. Yeah, we go inside. Everyone is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, things are pretty normal. Fremont is sipping some wine out of a, like his. It's just a little bit left in the glass. He's like sitting out on a sofa. Isaac is there too, and even uh, Helmine is also there. Like all three, just kind of like in the living room kind of setting. We come bearing gifts, and I hold up the the white paper bag full of food and. Oh, food! Great, great. I'm fucking starving. Right. What'd you bring me? Bat steak. Bat steak? Oh, Eastern dish. Nice. And um, a bunch of liquor. Okay, well, I'm trying to trying to stay professional. You gave me a task. It's not for now. But okay. To make up for what we have drunk. Right, right. Isaac, uh, you're not getting paid anymore. So feel free to less of the hard work and more of the do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh, trust me. No one knows better than me that I haven't been getting paid. Right. Would you like to be paid? No, no, it's fine. I mean, no, it's honest. I mean, you stuck your head in here farther than what most people probably would have. 
you've risked your life more times than most of us here as well. I mean, what are you? Do you think you're being being treated fair here? I feel like I'm amongst friends. I don't really have a. I don't know. I, I guess when I think about it, I don't really have a reason to be around anymore. But I do enjoy it, and it gives me purpose. Very well. Here's your steak and some alcohol, and if by chance you feel like it is getting a bit rough and you want to take your business elsewhere, you're free to leave whenever you want. I'm fine for now, but thank you, and for the food, thank you. Of course. And uh, where is that little pest? I am right here. <laughs> She's like next to Isaac. <laughs> oh, no, that's not the cellar. Wow. I have been here the whole time. Am I a pest to you? We got you food. (laughs) 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 What did you get me? I got you, um... What was it? Crimson Striped Eel. Got you a Crimson Striped Eel. Are you okay? (laughs) Farron is fine. He just had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just enjoying the day, really. Going out in the sun and just putting my feet up. <laughs> uh, I need Elfarn to be like this all the time. <laughs> this loof. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you then. I can say that uh, I don't eat better with the Duke at the Duke's estate, but this will suffice. Great. <laughs> she takes the food, Isaac takes the food. And uh, what about me? Surely you got me something, right? Um. You did the, the cheese and the bread. Oh, yes. All a that. block of cheese. And, cheese. Um, didn't you get a bunch of wine as well? Yeah, um, he smacks down the six pack. I love the cheese from there. He takes it. He, he, I mean, they all start eating. Um, you don't need to go into too much detail, I guess. Elmine, um, your uh, boyfriend, um, is he a member of the Order of the Earth? She's like chewing her food. And uh, and looks to Linda and then to you. No, Emil, he's just a guard of the Duke. Uh, how close to the Duke? A guard of the Duke. Ah, well, he uses the order for, I guess, close guards. Emil, now are you still on this uh, <clears throat> bullshit? Language, young lady. <laughs> I can swear if I want. I mean, did you know that uh, Wilfred has been secretly working for Fey agents to uh, turn the tide of the war that the Duke is waging underneath our manor with the Fey? How is she going to dump all of that information on a teenager? Well, because she's obviously too young to understand, so perhaps she shouldn't ask so many stupid questions. What? <laughs> he was just asking if uh, the guard would... I don't know how this follows at all. What do you mean she... She, she just asked if I was still on my bullshit, Ilfarin, pay attention. He knocks you on like that a little bit. Like, come on. Right. I know there's a big brain there behind all that blur. <laughs> I did not know that, Imon. I'm sorry, what is happening? Quite a bit. There is likely to be quite a war here soon. A uh, war between perhaps. whom? Uh, Who would be at war? The people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. But, um, yes, we will see about getting your friend out at some point, but it's not a priority. I was just curious if he was a member or not. Sure. I'm going to go down to the cellar now, where I may eat in peace. Right. Um, Isaac. He goes down to the cellar. Um, 
could you just make sure that uh, you know she doesn't make a runner? Well, run down the tunnel. Right. She's afraid of the dark, Emon. He shrugs as if he he wouldn't really know. I can go there. That's fine. I don't mind. Emon, perhaps goes. you should use this opportunity to, you know, connect back with your family, since you were so eager to <laughs> meet back up with them before. And Emon, since you stole our sister from the Duke. Yeah, that too. But that was probably for the best, don't you think? I wish Mother could be here as well. You speak of her like she's dead, Avon. <laughs> well, she might, <laughs> she might end up being. Uh, you don't understand the situation. Dead is. Why don't you steal her as well? Because <laughs> I have already done it once, and at the time she was in the room with the Duke, probably the most guarded place of that hole. Was it though? You said it was just them in the room. It looks can be deceptive. Uh, they had two uh, order guards on the door, but uh, and magical wards perhaps on the windows. I wouldn't know. I was not prepared enough. I need. It would have been a rash decision. I can't just assume that he is a mere human. Mm. He's been consorting with demons or devils, devils. or whatever. There's a difference, but yeah. Tomato, tomato. There's suddenly a, a heavy knock at the door. Oh. Th three raps on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Cover up the trap door. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, uh, usher Fremont to answer the door. Fremont stands up. And he makes his way over to the door. The door explodes and everyone dies. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Second no. time today. No, he, he reaches for the door. And he says, Who is it? It is Wilfred. The other one, uh, from the other side says, a little bit muffled. And as... Fremont opens the door as he starts to open it. Before we see what's truly on the other side, that's where we're going to end this session. I knew it was Tormach. Great, it's a bunch <laughs> of gods. Oh, we're all going to die. And so now we can figure out next session what is actually there. Maybe it yeah. is, Wilfred. Maybe it's not. And Elfarn's uh, still drunk. Out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two sips. Anyway, so that's where we're going to end this session. If you liked what you listened to, go ahead and consider giving us some feedback, maybe a thumbs up, maybe a positive review. If you didn't like what you heard, consider giving us some feedback to let us know what you think we could improve on. Additionally, in the Linktree link in the description of this podcast, you will find links to all of our social medias and all of our, uh, our, our other stuff like our Discord, which we invite you to follow and keep on track with everything new that releases, as well as join our Discord where you can hang out with us, ask us questions, see extra art, stuff like that, and be the first to find out about future giveaways. Like I said, we just gave away a Monster Grimoire today, and so uh, congratulations to our winner on that one. And so if you want a chance to be part of that in the future and the first to know about it, the Discord is the place to be, or our Twitter. Also... I'm sure that we got a thousand follows by now. We're recording this a week before the actual uh, day of our, our one-year anniversary. But uh, thank you to all of our Twitter followers who might be listening right now to helping us reach 1,000 followers on Twitter. That's insane. I can't even imagine that... that we, we knew that the first year was going to be a, a big milestone to get to. And as long as we stuck it out through that, that we had potential to be something big. And you are all helping us quite a bit. So I just want to say thank you from me and probably from the rest of the TSP pod crew for helping us kind of reach these milestones and, and enjoying the content that we're creating. 
Following that, we want to take a moment to thank our uh, our Patreon supporters who have helped us with our logos, our animated logos, our uh, music that we use for the pod, the software that we use for the pod, the artwork that we've been getting created, a bunch of different things. So thank you for um, believing in us and, and helping us reach those goals. So we want to take a moment to thank our party fiends, Rick Vice, Stags, and Ingle. We want to thank our party monsters, Cypher and Happy Phoenix. We want to thank our party lurkers, uh, Valentine and Windowman. Thank you. Thank you very much for your generous financial contribution to the podcast. And I think that's it. So as always, we will catch you next time. And remember, never split the party. Bye. See ya. Peace. Now, bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.